How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all.
Logos is the icon of the Father, and man is the icon of God. We are the image of God. Dire Wave 3. Dire Wave 3.
the soul, the spirit of a people. Architecture reflects the soul, the spirit of a people. And so therefore you can see the degeneracy, you can see the degradation, and the loss of aesthetics, the, the loss of the idea of there being harmony, order, symmetry in aesthetics is connected with the loss of a coherent worldview and philosophy. Dire wave. Three. All right, what's up? We have no red and blue lights tonight. We're experimenting with normal lighting. What do y'all think? It's a little bright. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, tonight I just wanted to maybe chill, have a conversation about masculinity and the opposite of masculinity, all the inversions that occur that are not masculinity as part of this overall warfare attack on civilization, on our civilization, on the Western civilization, on normality, normal, normalcy, normalcy. Is that even a word? What is healthy, what is what it is to be a man, what it is to be a woman, 
all these things that are pretty self-evident in the in, not in a philosophical sense just in a in a common parlance common sense sense self-evident right we know what it is to be a man we know what it is to be a woman we know what those things are and we are under this sort of extreme onslaught of attempts to upend and change and destroy ultimately humanity itself and there's a lot of different ways that that technique that tactic is played out it's economic it's cultural it's ideological it's spiritual it's all those things and all of us of course are going to be susceptible to in varying degrees being contaminated being uh, attacked being um in some way not untainted by this stuff and so what <clears throat> first thing that came to my mind when i was thinking about this was yeah but what men do not just men women can do this too but it's a masculine trait to always want to do better to always want to improve to have an archetype to shoot for to try to get better to try to make gains to try to lose weight to try to improve your business to try to write better to try to be more creative to try to rap like me the archetype of a white rapper whatever your desire might be to read more guys i think have a tendency to want to upgrade get that upgrade that's a masculine trait so what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of the quotes that are kind of like a top 10, but not in any order, from uh, Klaus and company of the World Economic Forum, their idea of what you need to be doing. And we're going to contrast that in the second half with my 10 traits of masculinity that I've come up with. Everybody loves top 10s. You need to be more practical. Why are you using big words? Why don't you be more practical? Okay, here we go. I'll be practical for you. I'm not going to use big words. That, by the way, is a childish, immature trait. In any other discipline, do you do you walk into the math class and tell the professor, stop using the big equations. It's not fair. It hurts my feelings when you use quadratic equations. It's not fair. Do you... Tell the bug man when he comes to spray. Don't use the big words for the bugs. Don't use the entomology words. It's not fair. You're mean to me. When I used to pick on my little brother, he would always say, You're mean to me. <laughs> and he would tattle on me like, Mom, just be mean. And then when I see all the weaklings on the internet, when I make jokes or when I do whatever I'm doing and they say that I'm mean, it just makes me think of it. It's like, are you my five-year-old little brother? Just being mean to me. And he could not say his R's, so he would say, you're being mean. You're mean. And then one day when I got older, uh, I mean, I, I remember bullies. 
in the, in the, in high school. Bullies in the high school. Dunk my head in the toilet. Pull my pants above my head. Punch me in the arm. Make me cry. Bullies in the high school. Bullies in the high school. Make fun of my eye. I got punched in the eye. They call me Terminator for a year. When I got punched in my eye, when I was in ninth grade, I got beat up. <laughs> and I got a red eye. I got made fun of. And the story is, of course, that in this fight, I'd watched a bunch of Steven Seagal and Van Damme movies. And I thought I could pull off a roundhouse. And I got, uh, not a roundhouse, just a just a normal kick. I was winning the fight at the beginning, and I got this stupid idea that I would risk it all for a badass kick. And then I got knocked out. So I learned the hard way that, oh, if you get beat up in your first year of high school, you're going to get made fun of. And that was actually one of the best things that happened because... It turned me into uh, the octagon fighting man that I am today. No, I'm just joking. Uh, it did. It did kind of make me realize, hey, wait a minute, to go through these kinds of situations is actually good. Because I came out of that, I don't, not caring, not caring, but not caring, not a Karen, not caring. Who cares, dude? And I got beat up again by, by a sucker punch in uh, junior year. But that doesn't count because a big fat dude sucker punched me and knocked me down the hill. So I don't, that one doesn't count as a loss, even though I did get knocked down the hill. And then it turns out a lot of dudes have never been in a fight. So. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. The young men today. The young strapping bucks, which are not young strapping bucks, but are in fact noodle men. They need some wisdom. They need to hear it from the goat's mouth. What's really going on? What masculinity really is? And I'm being serious. Like I, I'm, I'm being silly, but I'm also being serious. I'm being silliest because we are going to get to some real traits. And we're going to get to some, hopefully some real wisdom embedded in this nonsense somewhere. Hopefully. We'll see. But I'm just thankful, honestly, that I did have a high school time period of coming of age that was much like a John Hughes movie prior to the internet where there was still 
normal coming of age rituals. And as I found in my surveys on Twitter and YouTube a couple weeks ago, asking people that are in high school, young people now, like, do you still have John Hughes clicks or what's it like? And it's like, no, it's not like that anymore. Uh, the clicks are, you know, Skittles, rainbow and furries and then other people <laughs> or like clicks based around what drug you do. I don't know. If I do this, it's like blurry. I feel like I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting, I look, I feel like I look like coach red pill or something with this, this hair coming out and these, these glasses, but, uh, we're actually going to grow this out. We're going to grow it back out. Cause I'm a hippie again. I decided I'm a hippie and I'm going to be at the rainbow festivals. I'm going to be speaking at the rainbow festivals and that's not a Skittles thing. Rainbow festivals are these hippie things that, that Jamie used to go to. I'm not really going to rainbow festivals. I'm just being silly. So men <clears throat> are not going through the normal coming of age rituals that a man should go through. And there's a lot of reasons for that. One of those is because this weird architecture of the technocratic society that we're going into, everything is, is being upended. Everything is different. Everything we're right now in this transition age to where everything is becoming unnatural. Anti-femininity, anti-masculinity, anti-health, anti-normality, anti-humanity, anti-West, anti-virtue, right? And it's all on purpose. And they're saying that everything evil is good and everything good is evil. It's literally being flipped. It's crazy. And so this is going to be kind of a self-helpy type of thing. Because that's a masculine uh, thing, right? Self-help, self-improvement. That's a that's a truly masculine thing. Again, because dudes are always striving to get better. I want to be better at golf. I want to be better at basketball. I want to be better at whatever. And it's fine to have those hobbies, but we're going to talk about how a lot of those hobbies are replacement masculinity and are dumb ridiculous new idols especially sports ball which is the biggest idol in the country the worst just awful i don't mean you playing sports that's fine that's masculine i'm talking about stupid ass college and professional sports biggest idol in the country really and what i'm saying is yeah you need to we'll get into this in a minute but let's look at first what about uh, our so-called elite, what do they say? What do they think? What are, what are they saying is the archetype, the ideal, the goal, the society that we need to shoot for? Well, here's a little clip from uh, Klaus and Friends from 2015. And hopefully I can play this because it's just a straight clip from the World Economic Forum. And they go into some of these experimental techniques. And so let's see what they say we need to be doing what's good for our biogenesis from Klaus and company. Well, 
that now allows uh, us to take this protein RNA complex and introduce it into cells or tissues to correct mutations at sites where we know there's a deleterious change in the genetic code. So I wanted to show you an example of how this can be utilized. This um, protein complex can actually be injected directly into fertilized eggs of a mouse. And in the experiment, you'll see we're targeting a gene that is responsible for the black coat color in mice. And so normally, these mice have beautiful, glossy black coats. And once stupid-ass mice with their gangster coats, all black. We got to change that. And I'm sure they mean all this for everybody's good, for everybody's health. They're going to make us healthy. And they're going to use the ability to rewrite the RNA of us and our offspring through certain special techniques that you might have heard of in the last three years. Special techniques. Thank you, Klaus. He's going to get rid of those gangsta mice, them gangsta thugs and they black coats. We make this targeted change. We then implant these edited eggs back into a, a female mouse. And when she gives birth to pups, you'll see that the pups are now mostly white. And the remarkable thing about- Ooh, racist mice experiment. Mad scientist racist mice experiment. What the heck? About this experiment is that the, when these mouse mice grow up, you can test them and show that every cell in the body has this single genetic change that gives rise to the white coat color. But other- You're the mouse dummy, by the way. You get the point here. Otherwise, they're absolutely normal. So they are normal mice, no mutations elsewhere in the genome. This is a type of experiment that used to take a, at least a year to create a, a mouse like this, and now it can be done in a few weeks um, and by people that don't have to have special expertise. So this is a uh, technology has over the, it's been very exciting over the last two and a half years to see this technology taking off. These are publications. In so experimental stabby technologies rolled out in the black. Maybe you've heard of this and maybe recently you've heard of this. Well, this is Klaus and friends in 2015 explaining that this changes the genetics of the subject and the offspring. Awesome. Cool, dude. Rad. Straight up cool, bro. Ha <laughs> ha. Awesome. And so cool that uh, so many Orthodox clerics and bishops also told you that this was awesome and cool and you should do it. It's radical. It's healthy. But then I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. So the real issue is that even all that church stuff, all that church stuff, all those church problems I've been talking about the past few days, even that has to do with masculinity, doesn't it? Because as one OCA cleric said, what are we going to do with all these young men converting to orthodoxy? We don't want them here, quote unquote. That's a desire to not deal with masculine energy. And that ties into all of this tonight. Let's see what else Klaus and company have planned for the future. We're doing the top, I think it's nine. I found nine or 10, maybe, no, maybe 10 from Klaus and company.
and what their plans are, what they think your ideals are. What is Klaus's idea of masculinity? Now, this is one of the greatest hits. Uh, this is... I hate it when Twitter videos do this. They don't play. They just kind of freeze. So, <clears throat> eight predictions for 2030. This is one of the top tens. This is one of the classics. Let's see what the predictions are. Oh, the, the, the most famous. You'll own nothing. And you'll be happy. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. It's a much angrier word. So, a form of socialism, communism. Not for the elite, but for you. For the plebes. And you're going to like it. Very uh, Orwellian there. I mean, excuse me, very Huxleyan, right? That sounds like Huxley, right? Servitude where you're trained to love the servitude. So you're going to be a slave, in other words. Remember Huxley said that, that you would be a slave, but it's okay because you're going to have all your cummies and your feel goods, right? So you'll love that form of slavery. The pod gulag. Coom pod gulag. All of your food comes by via drone, right? Coom pod. Coom pod gulag. All your food comes by drone. One thing I started noticing to do today was that all of this is based on convenience, isn't it? Everybody's being enslaved by this stupid tech garbage via simple conveniences. And everybody runs around in the whole damn society in their underwear and in their pajamas. Remember, it was like 10 years ago when I was in college still. Because I'm like Jeremy Piven in PCU, right? I'm still in college when I'm like 50. I'm just joking. When I'm like 40. And you go into ethics class and all the chicks are in their freaking pajamas. And kind of, you know, in, in idiocracy, he kind of hit on this because in idiocracy, everybody just wears like basketball jerseys everywhere. So yeah, here we are. Now everybody wears their freaking pajamas everywhere. And it's even worse because at that time it was workout gear that they, that all the girls will just wear their workout gear to class. Nowadays, it's actual pajamas. Everyone runs around in society with their pajamas. And we're going to talk about that in a moment, which is you should dress appropriate to the occasion. You don't have to be obsessed with your suit and your tie. You don't have to be some Gucci main. I don't mean the rapper. I mean, obsessed with Gucci suits or whatever. It's not necessary, but I mean, come on, right? And, and yeah, I'm wearing my stupid hat and my chalk, my chalk shirt because we're having fun tonight, right? This is a chill stream. Yesterday, when I talked to millions of people, I had on a suit, addressed appropriately. And that's how, that's another thing that we should shoot for, right? Have some self-respect. Stop dressing like freaking slobs dude it's like everybody dresses like they're they're they live in a crack house literally what the heck 
you walk around society and it's like everybody's in the bathroom in public. And now everybody just wanting to run around naked. Put some damn clothes on, dude. And I don't mean your pajamas. Clothes. It's a loss of self-respect, right, in society. And this being sold to everybody. On, why is everybody wearing their pajamas everywhere? Because they're lazy. Convenience. Jeff Bezos is going to bring you all your food and all your goodies out of convenience via drones, you see. Lazy and convenient. Lazy convenience. The entire city ethos is built was built around this, right? Pleasure, laziness, ease, entertainment, escape. And really, cities are just giant traps, and everybody knows this now, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to deindustrialize the West. It won't be a superpower anymore. That's part of the plan. Uh, it'll be a Fabian socialist unity uh, of global federation, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but we care about you. You won't have to die waiting for a heart because we'll 3D print you a heart. And by the way, also your meat will be 3D printed, but it won't be meat. It'll be soybean 3D printed steaks because you won't eat meat. Oh, interesting. Klaus threw that one in there. Thank you, Klaus. You won't eat the meat. You don't need all of the meat. The only meat you will need is when I penetrate the cabinet. I will penetrate your cabinet with my meat, says Klaus. You will not eat meat. Thank you, Klaus. Cares about your diet. Make us healthy. It might, there might be an occasional treat of the meat. You will get the occasional meat treat, not a staple, for the good of the environment and your health. <laughs> right, so the most nutrient-dense thing on the planet, meat fat, you need to stop eating that for the planet, and you need to eat, eat the bugs. You'll eat the bugs. A billion people will be displaced by climate change. Not internationalist policies but climate change sure okay and all of this is of course good for the planet and good this is the ideals you need to shoot for oh yes yes can't talk about any of these even though all this is public you can't talk about it carbon tracking carbon footprint track and trace all of your food all of your life rationed and controlled and then uh, a bunch of space Faking gray space crap because, oh, alien life. Sure, of course. My science. My alien life. And what, I mean, the alien, it's, the aliens are just Klaus, dude. He wears that alien cult leader suit, right? Because what are aliens always doing? Butt stuff. What's Klaus always talking about? Penetrates the cabinets. Butt stuff. That's what Klaus is the aliens. He runs the alien, the true alien cult. But don't worry, by 2030, we're going to find an alien life. Western values will be tested to the breaking point. Meaning, deindustrialize and destruction of the West. So, 
Thank you, Klaus, for laying out all of our eight points for the destruction of our whole life and civilization. But if you talk about that, uh, you're a conspiracy theorist because it doesn't exist, right? And I'm a bad person because I talk about these things and they don't exist. So uh, next one up is, I think, on one of our classics from Noah. Is this a, this is a Noah classic, I think. COVID. COVID. By the way, you can follow, follow me over on uh, my Zucker link. Here's my Zucker link right here. About to get my check mark from Zucker Boy. Yeah, Zucker Boy. I'm so glad you want to get a blue check mark from me. I'm happy to give it to you for $15. Is critical. COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. Oh, but there is no such thing as a movement or a push for total biometric surveillance. It doesn't exist. COVID. Right? Why are you talking about things that don't exist? Even though they talk about it every day. Why are you gaslighting me and saying it doesn't exist when they talk about it every day? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Where there was another video I was going to play you guys. So there's another one of the top 10 classics of Klaus and Co. Klaus and Co. Let's see the next one. Tony Blair, actual Fabian Socialist at the Fabian Socialist Institution known as the World Economic Forum. Let's see what Daddy Blair has to say. You need to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple. There'll be multiple shots. So you've got to have, for, for reasons to do with the healthcare more generally, but certainly for uh, a pandemic or for um, for, for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure. And many countries don't have that. In fact, most countries don't have that. You need... You need right, so remember, uh, your Orthodox clerics and leaders that attack me tell you this doesn't exist. This does not exist. So you saw this from Tony Blair, but it doesn't exist. There is no push to have total biometric tracking and surveillance, even though they tell you to your face... That's what the plan is. It doesn't exist. 
Remember, it does not exist. You thought you saw them say that, but it doesn't exist. Do those leaders have any discernment? I'm trying to understand, how are you going to give spiritual discernment when you can't tell me that, when you're telling me this doesn't exist? Things that are objective facts in everyone's face, but you're going to tell us about spiritual realities and you can't even tell us about factual realities? Developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, yet, but this, this is, something is something that we're working on. Also doesn't exist. Also something that is not in the works. Because if you talk about that, you're a bad person. And it gets even better. Let's go to the next classic from Noah. I think there's another Noah one. Let's see what he says here. The technology will make it possible to start enhancing and upgrading humans. And on the other hand, especially the rise of AI, will make more and more humans economically unnecessary, useless, and therefore also politically powerless. And the world or humanity might, the technology will, on the one hand, make it possible to start enhancing and upgrading humans. And on the other hand, especially the rise of AI, will make more and more humans economically unnecessary, useless, and therefore also politically powerless. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't exist. So thank you, Noah Yuval Harari, for speaking for the World Economic Forum. But... That doesn't exist because people told me that it doesn't exist. See another classic from Klaus. See what old Klaus is up to. What's up, Klaus? How you been, bro? How you doing, dog? Talking to our buddy David Gergen. Nice, sweet, good boys. Good boys. Good boys and the bad boys. These are the good. These are the good people. And this clip is super low. It's not me. It's turned up all the way. I don't know what the problem with this, why they uploaded such a garbage clip. Yes, um, actually, this uh, notion to integrate young leaders uh, <coughs> is part of the World Economic Forum since many years. <laughs> and I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, is that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau. We penetrate the cabinet. I would know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. 
Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina, and uh, it's true in France now. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the president, with a young global leader. But what is important for me is those young global leaders have an opportunity to come here. Right. And we have established uh, a course uh, now since several years. And I think it has this cooperation has a tremendous impact because um, being here for a week really creates a strong community. And we, in addition to the young global leaders, we have now the global shapers in uh, 450 cities around the world. I just wonder if there any... Right, so we penetrated the cabinets, uh, most of the Western world. We have uh, our World Economic Forum young global leaders pretty much everywhere. Uh, but also, that doesn't exist either. So he didn't say that. That's not a real clip. It's all fake. None of this exists. None of it's real. I mean, imagine being, t you, you should find this insulting that people tell you this, the people that tell you to avoid me, tell you to your face that this doesn't exist when you can see it does exist. And so how does that make me a bad person? I don't understand. Now, where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree, artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, <clears throat> but also the metaverse, new space technologies, and I could go on and on, synthetic biology. Our life in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected and who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. Now, the masters of the universe, those that master those technologies, the metaverse and the AI will be the masters of the world. So you live in a Bond novel. It's not my fault. I didn't construct this world I didn't make it this way it is what it is to use the boomer phrase boomer cliche wisdom it is what it is and it was what it was so there you have 10 statements including the fact that you don't need to be eating meat anymore from the Harvard Research Project created via Henry Kissinger and David Rockefeller the World Economic Forum aka the Davos Group Frontispiece for the Bieberg Group. All real things. They're not made up. They actually exist. Telling you that the answer will be global communism for you. It's not actually communism. Because it's not communism for anybody in that class. It's communism for you, you dumb animals. And that's the disdain and uh, hatred that they have in and that they have for you the way they see you. So now I want to talk about 10 principles and their inverse in our society in terms of true masculinity, positive things to engage in, critiques of people in our sphere, especially in the religious sphere as well. Not just orthodoxy, but anywhere in the Western Christian world, so-called. 
We're going to look at some critiques of all of that. And I think there was a super chat that came in yesterday, by the way, that I forgot to get to. No, I think I got to. No, there's one that I didn't get to at the very end. Uh, But you could support the show, of course, via the super chats. It's nice to have a good 600 people on a Saturday night. Welcome, everybody. Support the show via the Streamlabs link, as you see here. And, you know, we're just having fun chatting. We're going to talk about 10 principles of true masculinity, the true masculine archetype, how and why they want to destroy that archetype via the opposite of that archetype or that trait or that ideal through the principle of inversion, ultimately to get rid of the notion of God the Father and the archetype of paternalism, paternity, pater, father, paterfamilias, and how that leads to, as a form of warfare, the disintegration and destruction of our society. So, and if you can't see that, that that's going on, then you have no discernment. You have lost all of your discernment. If you don't see problems, if you don't see something going on, there's nothing to do with being a paranoid conspiracy theorist. It has everything to do with having basic discernment. Number one, men, I, I think, I would argue, are characterized, and these aren't in a specific order, they're just a list, uh, by c- courage and bravery. Men should be courageous. Men should be brave. Men should have a drive to build and to create. And that spills out into all areas of what a man does in his life, whether it's the creating of children, the creating of a business, the creating of a household, the creating of an empire, whatever a man is up to, building a dynasty. That's Dallas, right? Thinking of J.R. Ewing. Well, J.R. Ewing, when he he was a corrupt dude, right? So maybe he's not a good example, but it's funny that the corrupt '80s Baron building an uh, like he's not even close to the corruption of the uh, <laughs> Barons of today, right? It's like J.R. Ewing is like a th- something that we wish we had J.R. Ewing running shit and not you know Klaus and these goons, but um. I say that because when we were in Texas, like I still see dudes that look like J.R. We were at a restaurant. I was like, is that J.R. Ewing? And then it was like, no, this is, this is just modern Austin, which is not actually like Texas at all. And Dallas was a TV show. So that's not really going to, that's not even, it's not even possible that that could be J.R. Ewing, but you do still see people that look like J.R. Ewing. Courage and bravery and the drive to to build and to create and to do things. That is a natural, 100% healthy masculine drive. Now, that can be misused in the sense that you could have, that can turn into a vain thing where you're uh, on this quest to, you know, build an empire like Tony Montana on, you know, cocaine or something. And... That's obviously not healthy. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking. We're not talking about these things in themselves as if they are uh, going to necessarily make you happy if you build, 
your giant cocaine empire, right? Because a drug lord has courage, bravery, and a drive to build an empire. But that's the misuse of a good drive, of a good natural trait of a man, right? So these, these traits can be turned to good or to evil, sure. But in themselves, these desires, these drives are 100% good, 100% natural, and absolutely what should be cultivated in a man. And a father should be there to cultivate this in a son. But we live in a society where the fathers are all gone, right? Everybody raised by a single mama. So it is what it is. So we got to deal with that. So how do we deal with that? Well, we make a decision, even though we've had a single mom, that we're going to be self-sufficient. We're going to have our drive. We're going to build what we build. Instead of being a prisoner to the misfortunes that you had in life, you get up and move on past that. That's another masculine trait, not being imprisoned by I'm a victim. Oh, I'm oppressed. Oh, I'm oppressed. I'm on I'm the highest on the oppression the oppression Olympics. I'm the top of the oppression totem pole. That's weakness. That's weakness. So men need to foster and cultivate the drive to build things. And it can be different things, obviously. You don't have to be a dude that builds choppers or whatever, right? I hate motorcycles. But I mean, I guess they're kind of masculine, right? For like in the boomer era of, of masculinity. Okay, yeah, that's kind of mad. I mean, that's better than like, you know, building a chopper. Get to the chopper. Building a chopper. I don't mean building a Blackhawk. That would be pretty bad, badass if you built a Blackhawk. I don't mean a chopper like, get to the chopper. I mean building a chopper like those stupid ass motorcycles where the handles are all the way up here. Okay, that's still better than collecting Funko Pops. Like, 100 times better. Easy. Sure. And that's better than playing video games. Because it's still, I guess, more masculine, right? I mean, if you can fix a car and build a damn motorcycle, that's pretty badass. Even though I don't give a shit about motorcycles. And they get on my nerves. And why would, the, why would you build a motorcycle that is so loud... That it drowns out everything in the vicinity of the whole city. Like, I can't hear my music because you're a chopper. I don't know. That's just annoying to me. But maybe that is that masculine? I don't know. Because it's like, oh, screw you. You're all going to listen to my chopper. I don't know. Maybe it's a form of peacocking. But, and I grew up with a dad who was into Harleys and he, he built a motorcycle from scratch one time as well as a car. So my dad was pretty much a badass when it came to all this kind of stuff. He was a super engineer tech kind of dude. Now he didn't actually go to school for engineering, but he did engineering in the Navy, I think to, to a degree with uh, different weapons systems and this kind of stuff. So he was very good at that kind of technical stuff. Uh, and I didn't really inherit much of that. I inherited a degree of that, I guess, logical stuff, but also mixed with, you know, a mom's capacity for words, wordsmithery, English language and editing. 
because she was a librarian and editor. So, you know, I, I came out this weird mix. Uh, but it's just funny to me because even though I came out more on the Chad nerd side of that equation, there's a huge drop off in the masculine skills from boomer era to my era to now, right? It's crazy. And then I started thinking, who's going to run shit, dude? Like in 20 years, who's going to be running the computers and the water systems? And I mean, the whole society is just going to collapse because all these purple hair pajama people retards are not going to be running this advanced society. They can't. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are these purple-haired people-eater goblins going to be programming missile systems? I mean, how, how, like, I kind of think that obviously that's a degree of what's going on right now with all this stuff collapsing. It's already just purple-haired people-eaters, right? I mean, they can't run their own, they can't run the damn dishwasher, dude. How are they going to run missile systems? So men should foster courage, bravery, and their drive to build and create. And that's contrary to the soy attitude of laziness, cowardice, and lack of motivation. So you'll notice there's kind of a, a, a eudaimonia, Aristotelian element to what we're doing today. We're, we're trying to find kind of a balance between extremes here. So courage and bravery, according to Aristotle, is the balance between, you know, the extreme on the one hand of, oh, look how brave I am. I'm going to uh, run into a firing line uh, and show everybody that I'm brave. Oh, I'm going to jump off of the bridge on my dirt bike. And show you all how, how brave. That's foolhardiness. That's not bravery. That's being a fool. You a damn fool. Foolhardiness is not bravery. It's ext- the extreme. Right? According to Aristotle. The other extreme is cowardice. Being a damn weasel. And so the middle path there is the true masculine path. Number two, self-control. Discipline. And we all fail at this. We all lack self-control we all lack discipline 
And some people go crazy with this. There's an extreme to this, right? Where like military dudes who are like extreme about, you know, disciplinarian and everything has to be, you know, some sort of, I don't know, SS type of law or something. That's crazy, right? That's the extreme of that. But there's the opposite extreme, which is ease and convenience and being ruled and run by your emotions and your passions. And that's, again, a characteristic of a society that is sort of given over to extreme decadence. And self-control and discipline uh, don't just come with punishing yourself, you know, some kind of medieval Latin Roman Catholic weird-ass flagellant theology. Not flatulence theology, flagellant theology. Okay, that's not going to get you anywhere. Okay, cutting off your balls or your weenus is not going to get rid of lust. Okay, that's what Origen thought. And whoever this weirdo girl on Twitter is talking about how that all these dudes are simping for and sharing her tweet and trying to, oh yeah, that's not piety. Talking about how you've never had alcohol and you'll never date a person who's had a drink of alcohol or done a drug. That's just so childish and dumb. Just ridiculous. What is wrong with people are just, the people are insane. They're just losing their minds. And everybody feels the need to have their hot take and to sound off. And you're the last person, a 17-year-old girl, 18-year-old girl, you're the last person who needs to give a hot take or sound off. You need to shut up. You don't have wisdom. I can guarantee you that. You have no wisdom for us. We don't need your take. And all the 200 nerds and beta males orbiting her and simping for her comments about that she would never date a guy who had smoked a cigarette or had a drink of alcohol. <laughs> okay. Maybe you need to go into monastic life. Okay. Because maybe you're not called to that. It's just ridiculous, stupid idiots, teenagers tweeting stuff and everybody caring what some teenager says on Twitter. It's just ridiculous. But this is emblematic of a society based around ease, convenience and control 100% by passions. Now, I have vices. I, I'm not saying I don't. We all have vices. We all have things that we have to constantly work at to try to overcome. You know, losing your temper on somebody, being arrogant, these kinds of things. But don't mistake somebody being masculine, being objective, straightforward, passionate, certain and honest with you as being mean. That's not being mean. That's being a man. And a lot of the people I think that have a problem with me are, they're not men. They're passive aggressive soy weasels. And by the way, it does. I'm not even like some super like, Macho, macho is dude on the internet. I'm the macho is dude on the internet. I'm Jocko Wilnick, Jocko Jack Jackoff Wilnick. I don't even know who this dude is. Just like masculinity podcasters and all this stuff. Come on, I kind of think that stuff's kind of cheese ball. I'm sure there's good stuff out there, but it's like 
half the time these people turn out, I don't know anything about Joko Wilnick, Willinock or whatever his name is, but everybody's like, oh, the liver king is the, he's the paragon of masculinity. And it's like, dude, that dude's obviously on steroids. And his whole thing was, I don't do any steroids. It's all just liver. <laughs> it's all just liver and lifting weights. You're just a con man. Okay, so there's a lot of con men out here too. That's another thing too, right? And what is the con man? The con man is a manifestation of ease and convenience and control by passions because the con man wants the shortcut to fame, success, with uh, you know, adulation, money, without putting in any of the work, without having actual quality and content and information to offer. I don't even know who Jacko Smirnoff, Jacko Schminklink is. I'm just, I'm just making jokes about like this whole, this whole niche of over here of the, the masculine podcast world. That's all. I'm just making, I'm just making jokes, dude. Somebody said he's a Navy SEAL. Okay, well then he 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 passes, right? Because if you're a Navy SEAL, then you had to do a lot of men shit, right? You had to pass a men test to be a, a, a Navy SEAL. I'm just saying I don't know anything about that. I'm just talking about the the masculine sphere, you know, of podcasters or whatever. I'm just making a joke. Everybody say, if you make a joke, somebody say, oh, he secretly hates that person. He's going after him. No, it's, I literally don't know anything about Jacko Wilnick. Just a name I've seen. I've never seen a podcast, never seen a clip. Don't know anything about him. I just thought it's a funny name. But I know about Liver King because Tristan had a good, a funny video. I don't watch all these. I think I have time to sit and watch all these people's podcasts. I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. So a weak society that is a feminized society is run by emotions, run by passions. And again, everybody is going to be in some degree susceptible to this because we are not in the eschaton. We're still in this life. So all of us are going to be in some degree tainted by this, run by our emotions and our passions at times. But what a guy tries to do is not be controlled by his emotions or his passions, not be controlled by having his reasoning faculty and his self-control destroyed spiraling or, or surrendered due to being upset, being sad, being emotional, right? It's not that a man doesn't have emotions or sadness. It's that it is not masculine to have those things rule you and to have those things cloud your reasoning. Because once your reasoning is clouded, you're going to do dumb shit. You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. Thus, self-control and discipline are necessary to, to being a man. And that doesn't have to mean some extreme, I don't know, flagellant SS officer or some kind of crazy shit like that. Okay, That's another extreme. Number four, 
masculinity pertains ultimately, as I said, to the masculine archetype, which is God the Father, right? God is God the Father. That is the one true God, the monarchia doctrine of orthodoxy. And the inverse of that, which is intentionally promoted everywhere in society, which has now permeated our whole cathedral, cathedral, right? We live in a Cthulhu cathedral society. And that is the feminine goddess Skittles spirit. That Jezebel spirit. The feminine goddess spirit is a spirit of weakness, emotional dominance, irrationality, the dark goddess. That's what I'm talking. So you see a lot of movies with the dark goddess theme. The force of nature, Calypso, going crazy, right? Histrionics. The purple-haired people eater that screams at the university student protests. That so many of these vittles have, videos have been going at vittles, <laughs> video skittle skittle video vittles. So many of these videos have been going around of the of the TikTok crazies screaming in their meltdowns. Can we see if we can find one of those? Uh, they're all over Twitter. Let's see. Uh, lives of TikTok. That's where I should go because they all, they all, that's all that is, right? It's just these. Let's see this. Now, I know this is demonic, right? But I think that there is a, there is a demonic element to this goddess Calypso spirit that manifests. So it's not just a pure irrationality. I think there, there, I think there is a consciousness behind some of these manifestations that you see, and it is a demonic consciousness. Let's see. I pulled this up. What was it under? Trending. I had to pull up. I had it pulled up. I apologize. See, let's uh, lives of TikTok. Maybe it's under entertainment. I don't know. Let's just find it. Because they've always got the craziest of these crazies over here on the lives of TikTok. Let's see what's going on. Maybe I should go to that profile because this is people talking about lives of TikTok. Like when I don't want to find this stuff, it's everywhere. And then when I'm looking for the, this crazy shit, it's not there. Literally every time you come, you log on to Twitter, it's nothing but people sharing, you know, basically a rainbow goblin screaming. Like that's, that's all these people. And now I can't find it. Right. So where is it? Let's see. Let's try this. Let's try their profile. Let's see. Rainbow goblins. Where y'all at? Scream at me. Okay. That's thugs. We'll see what she's talking about. Men are biologically women, though, in their brain. It's just the body didn't match up, okay? And there's scientific proof of this. I have a clip following. A... Yeah, scientific proof, a clip. You can watch it. 
I got scientific proof that's a clip right here. <laughs> um, and this is why we need the distinction between cisgendered and transgendered because biologically we're the same, but the rest of it. You see her witchcraft ring she's got, of course. Yes, so proven by science, a clip. Here we go. Here's all the goblins. What is it? Sydney. At what point does inclusiveness pass too far? You got a fat man that's naked in a gym costume. Between gender neutral parenting and genderless parenting is that one is completely neutral and the other is not. From my understanding, gender neutral parenting is just using they them pronouns, using neutral clothing and neutral toys. And for genderless parenting, it's quite the opposite. For my youngest, we use all pronouns, including neo pronouns, because. I mean. I... We're tired of fighting with it. That's just homelessness. Let's see what else is going on here. Could you imagine putting your children into public schools? I mean, imagine the hatred that you have for your kids to do that. My pronouns are they, them, and that my honorific is mix. A few of my students had some questions and we were able to talk about those. Um, but I wanted to tell you about two of my students that just made my heart sing and made me feel so validated. Uh, one of them she put in the chat, I'm so proud of you. And then one of my other students. So why are these people teaching anyone anything? Whoa, dude. Where, and I express to a number of people what my pronouns are. And I'm working there for like six months. Um, I shouldn't have to explicitly tell every single person what my pronouns are especially when there are other trans people who use the same pronouns in this workplace ladies denying racism in your own self is violence how many pills is that bitch on dude <laughs> what the heck do you see this one this is a sad one right here so here's a uh, this chick's pretty cute and what does a couple years of college do? I used to look like you, but just like a man. I'll turn this annoying song off because it'll ding it. There we go. Yeah, so much better, right? From that to that. Goblin. And it's almost like a lot of this, it's like a lot of aesthetics from um, like Mad Max apocalypse aesthetics, but it's like they've even messed up that, you know what I mean? I really wanted some screaming screamers, but I'm not seeing any screamy screamers. is why people still see me as a woman. What more could I be doing? I literally cut my titties off. I, I don't think I look like a woman. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So you understand that this, here we go. Here's a, is. This is a form of warfare, cultural warfare, biological warfare is what this is. You understand that? So, I mean, it's just getting real, dude. Like, this is the end of the civilization. You understand that, right? Whoa, dude. So, apparently, you're not wanting to understand or listen. So... Hi, I'm Mama Rose. I am a transgendered woman. I go by she, her, they, them pronouns. And I can tell you right now, my period I experience every month is very real. Whoa, dude. How come, why are we seeing this half? It's like the dissociation is manifesting in their hair dye. I'm being, I'm being serious. Because... What's the movie with Emma Stone? Cruella. So the, they're all they're all doing Cruella hair, and Cruella the character has multiple personality disorder. Now I don't know that all these people have MPDDID. I can't say that, but I do think that some that's that's probably what's going on in some of these people, right? thought there'd be more screaming crazies on this uh, thread, but I'm not seeing them. Anyway, point of all that was just to, to uh, talk about the spirit behind this, which is a raging against the masculine archetype, the patriarchy against masculinity. And you might think, well, how how is... How is this an attack on masculinity? Because masculinity relates to phallogocentrism, right? Logos, logic, reasoning, Apollonian religion, according to Nietzsche, right? Relates to the objective. It relates to the what is the case, right? And what is the case is not subject to the subjective, it doesn't, it, you, you don't alter it because you want it to be something else. But the subjective is not in itself bad, but is a very limiting and very sort of turned in on itself perspective, which due to the fall, we kind of, in a narcissistic way, we always want to re, 
define and restate and re rework everything according to our own subjective wants and desires. And so it's a form of immaturity, selfishness, childishness, etc., to not grow out of that state and conform oneself to reality. And that's why a lot of this stuff is always connected to fantasy worlds, fantasy, uh, LARPing, cosplay, because all of that is the domain of the imagination, which is not in itself bad, but can be a trap, can be a domain where we erect our own mental worlds that we think are reality and they're not. They're delusions. And they can be strong delusions. And all these people are under a strong delusion. Because they deny the very things in front of them. The very realities in front of them are denied to such a strong degree that they have willfully given themselves over to delusion. And that's kind of the ultimate form of relativism and ultimate subjectivism, which is a form of self-worship. But you can never be satisfied with self-worship. It always turns in on itself and makes you more and more miserable. And it's like a never-ending Ouroboros. And you end up eating yourself in self-destruction. Because it's actually a demonic impulse. I'm not saying that people are demons. I don't know why people can't understand this. Demons are not people. But they foster ideas and principles that harm and destroy human beings. And ultimately they try to get individuals not just to destroy themselves, but to destroy as many other people as they can. That's why all of this has as its root, a demonic motivation, which hates human nature because it hates God. And it hates humans because humans are made in the image of God. That's why there is this unrelenting, force behind all of this that is not merely human psychological motivations or human mental illness. That's just one element of it. But the root of it is more than that. The root of it is actually demonic. That's the best explanation. That has the most explanatory power. So strength is a masculine. Oh, wait, where did that? Uh, the father archetype can only be maintained when society is organized around the monarchia, the monoarchy of God the Father, a theocratic society where God the Father is the primary monarch. And that's by extension why monarchy is the best form of government because it matches up to the monoarchy of God the Father. <clears throat> And ideally, we would have male monarchs. We would not ideally want queens running shit. <clears throat> we was queens. Warfare, <clears throat> fighting for something. Men naturally want, number five, want to fight for something. That's why men are willing to go to battle. They have a natural desire to defend, to protect, to fight. Now, that can be turned obviously too evil as any of these things can be good tools. Good things can always be misused. So the masculine desire to defend, to fight for, to protect, 
can be perverted to where a man becomes a tyrant and he tramples upon and tramples. He destroys, he kills, he murders, he fights, provokes, picks fights for no reason, et cetera, et cetera. Those are misuses of a inherently good power. This is a very important because <clears throat> uh, societies that are declining, I think Spangler talked about this, if I remember. Long, I read Spangler a long time ago when I read Spangler, but doesn't he say something like, when a society caves into pacifism, that is a sign that that society is collapsing. And the, you know, the Christianity of the West is just so emasculated. And I'm speaking of the Orthodox in America as well, except for uh, segments of Rokor, segments of Serbs that still honor people that are warrior saints and kings and queens. Especially within a lot of the sectors, for example, the OCA, where, and I say this because I had a long discussion one time with an OCA priest many years ago uh, that got really heated. And he was making the point that, you know, Jesus is against the state. Jesus is against this idea of the sword and the state having any power. Number one, that's 100% contrary to Romans 13. Because Paul says that the state ruler has the sword as an exercise of diakonos. He's a deacon under God. Totally contrary to the entire history of Byzantium and the Orthodox Imperium. Totally contrary to numerous lives of saints who were warrior saints. And so when you have this pacifist liberal attitude that real authentic Christianity is against the notion of authority and against the notion of self-defense and defending a people, you have already capitulated to a feminized religion, to a goddess religion. And it's no accident that those same people typically flee from masculine ideas. They're the same people, the same OCA priests who want open borders. And a lot of all these people are asking me, who are you talking about? Go figure out if your bishops are openly aligned with the Democratic Party, that should tell you everything. And it's not ultimately about politics. Well, we try to keep politics out of the church. How are you going to keep politics out of the church when politics pertains to morals? Pro-life? How are you going to have a pacifist church when you have a history of saints who were warrior saints and you come out of the Byzantine Empire. I mean, it's just flat-out dishonesty with your own history. So if the Orthodox Church in America wants to proclaim itself as a pacifist institution, which I, if I recall the OCA website says that it's, it believes in pacifism, then it has surrendered the masculine impulse and the biblical doctrine of patriarchy, self-defense and fighting for something because now the God that this church is upholding is a God that supposedly doesn't care about the civil sphere. But wait a minute. That's the Roman Catholic idea that was popularized at Vatican II, which allowed Roman Catholic prelates 
and politicians to say, I'm privately pro-life, but my voting and my public life is pro-choice. That was the argument of a lot of these Vatican II people, a lot of these Jesuits. And as Wim Hof argues, that was the, ultimately the destruction of the traditional Roman Catholic ethos, because once you allowed for religious liberty and that God has nothing to do with the state, then you get the de-Catholicizing, Wim Hof argues, of all of the formerly Catholic states. But that now means that God doesn't care about the civil sphere. But wait a minute, that's a Protestant doctrine. So God is just you and your little private piety? And it's totally contrary to everything that countless saints and, and church fathers wrote about for centuries, for millennia. So are you going to desanctify the saint kings who fought against Muslims? Pretty sure there's Serbian kings that fought Muslims, right? So does that have to go now? Uh, make sense of this. And the irony, of course, is that those same people are over here flying Ukraine flags. They want to support Ukraine and like total hypocrites. They claim they're pacifists. And to be honest with you, this is something that, is something that turned me off years ago in 2007 from the Antiochians. Because the Antiochian church where I was being was a catechumen, they were arguing to me that I should be a pacifist. No, orthodoxy is pacifist. Meanwhile, they've got prayer things at the front of the church. Support the troops. Support the troops. So wait a minute. So support the troops in Afghanistan, Operation Iraqi Freedom, but you're pacifist. But you support now what? Biden and Ukraine. You're a pacifist, but you want to arm... Azov Battalion and Tiny Mustache Man Pagan in Ukraine. You're just a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. That's what you are. And why why is it why is it a, people who ask you these things are the bad people? Oh, you're a bad you're a bad person because you're mean. Really? Because I use common sense reasoning that, I, that God gave me to say, wait a minute. You claim you're pacifist, but you support arming Ukraine. That's hypocrisy. You're pacifist, but you've got donation boxes up front to support the troops. In 2006, 2007, the Antiochians. Does it make any sense? Oh, but if I ask you about that, I'm the bad person. Sure. Okay. Well, to me, it makes more sense to have some theology of self-defense, which actually lines up with the history of what, I mean, it's like, is, it, is this not part of the history of the church? I mean, you tell me. So, Warfare and the fighting spirit, these kinds of things are not bad. And by the way, all these same people have, it's just so ridiculous. Like that, who doesn't have family members in the, the military? 
There are Orthodox military chaplains. If you really believed in pacifism, you wouldn't have chaplains in the military. You would condemn the institution and have nothing to do with it. Just bizarre, just weird hypocrisy, just weirdos, weirdos, weirdos. Men fight for things. Men engage in warfare because they're made for that. We shouldn't pick fights. We shouldn't go out seeking to cause fights for no reason. But we do have to stand our ground and stand on what matters for our principles and for our families and for our nations and for our people. And everybody knows that. 100% that all civilizations in the history of the world thought that way. And now you're told, even in churches, that that is toxic masculinity. Just weird, just bizarre. Cowardice. Collecting toys, playing video games, living in fantasy worlds, living in sports ball worlds. The Marvel Universe. Those are simulated forms of masculinity, simulated forms of warfare, simulations. When you ought to be fighting the good fight in the real world. Neoteny. I'm going to stay drinking chocolate milk, eating chicken tendies in mommy's basement collecting Funko Pops and uh, be a keyboard warrior, Neotony. That's the opposite of what a man ought to be. Constantly improving, constantly trying to, to build, constantly trying to improve his hobbies, skills, whatever it is. Number six, men are not taught to start a business, become self-sufficient, and become sovereign. Instead, they are taught to be hipster twits and pieces of shit that get a degree in irrelevance and absurdity to live at home, live on the dole, live on the nanny state, and then prepare for the universal basic income. The opposite of which is you becoming self-sufficient, you starting a business, you learning to be sovereign, you learning to, do you, have you read about economics? Do you know anything about, have you ever run a business? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever managed somebody else's business? Have you ever bought gold? Have you ever bought a gun? Have you done any of those things? Have you ever shot a gun? Have you ever worked on a farm? Now, I hated working on a farm. It wasn't for me. I'm not interested in homesteading or having a farm. Not everybody has to do that. But I've done a lot of manual labor when I was young, and that was actually good. It actually does help form you as a person. And one thing it teaches you is that I don't want to be a manual laborer all my life. I want to, in the future, own my own business so I don't have to be a manual laborer. And there's nothing inherently wrong with being a manual laborer. But a man wants to improve, to do better, to expand, and to succeed. That is a masculine drive. Nothing wrong with that. And so what I'm telling you is you begin to think about owning and starting your own business, you becoming self-sufficient, moving out of your coffin apartment, finding land, shooting guns, owning guns, self-defense, buying gold, understanding Bitcoin. Instead of, I'm going to go to the university, I'm going to get $200,000 into debt, I'm going to live at home on the dole, and then I'm going to get a universal basic income and just be a piece of shit. And if you're that kind of person, you have no business critiquing people like myself who do start a business, who do run a business, who do write books and do things and create. And instead of sitting back and whining on the internet about how I'm mean or this or that, think about how you can improve your life. You think about the book that you're going to write. Think about the business that you're going to start. Instead of tweeting all day, why aren't you reading the geopolitical text that I read? You're watching YouTube videos all day. You're going to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about? When I read five, six, seven thousand page geopolitical text all the time, and you're going to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. When you're over there tweeting, you're playing video games. You don't run a business. You've never done anything. I'm telling you what a man would tell you. And you think that's mean because you're weak. But you need to hear this. That's what a man does is tells you what you need to hear. Not to destroy you, but to help you get better. And I remember when I was younger and I was a lot more emotional. And young guys are very emotional because they haven't learned self-control and discipline of their emotions. And when you talk this kind of a way to a young guy, 17, 18, 19, 25, they know everything. They know everything. They haven't done much, but they know everything. Especially if you're 27, 25, 27. 25 to 27 is the most arrogant, the most know-it-all of ages. And there's something that happens between the time of being 25 to 35 where you begin probably to encounter some, some of the first really difficult things in your life. Big letdowns, big traumas, deaths, right? And those things have a, a very powerful way of, of humbling us 
And as you get older, you, you're going to learn that, you know, life has enough difficulties on its own. It's going to bring enough difficulties that you shouldn't be super hyper judgmental of people. Even the people that you look up to, uh, if you're a young guy and you have heroes, right? Hero worship. There's a danger in hero worship because you're going to be let down by your hero. Just like when a kid, right? 10 year old, nine year old thinks his mom and dad can do no wrong. What happens when you become a teenager? Mom and dad are so fake. My parents are so fake, man. Well, because you're starting to realize that, hey, though, actually they're just human beings that make mistakes too, right? And it's not until you get into your thirties that you really understand and are humbled about this kind of stuff. And if you don't have a man in your life, a masculine wise figure, you're not going to learn these life lessons. That's why it's so necessary to have that masculine authoritative guiding figure in life. And I'm not saying I'm a, I'm not very good at that. I'm a very pale version of this, even compared to boomers. But at least I can try to help with what I didn't get in a lot of this area in my life and the things that I had to learn the hard way on my own so that I can at least try to help some of you guys out and say, look, the state, big big nanny state, the government, universal basic income, none of that is going to save you. None of that is going to help you. Arguing on Twitter is not going to make you a man or make you more mature. Projecting on the internet how pious you are is not going to help you or make you a man or make you more mature. You're not overcoming anything. You're not, you're not struggling through any great victories by doing any of this. That's all passive aggressive womanly stuff. And so if you don't have a man in your life telling you to start a business, become self-sufficient, become sovereign, figure out economics, figure out how the world really works, then you need to find some masculine advice and wisdom in your life somewhere. Find that somewhere. And it doesn't have to be me. You don't like my personality. I don't care. You don't like the silliness and the jokes. I don't care. Go find somebody who can tell you these things. Because if you don't have this, you're going to make huge mistakes in your life that are, aren't even necessary to make really bad mistakes. Next up, number seven, as opposed to the masculine drive to be healthy, to lose weight, to not be a fat, lazy slob playing video games all day, getting into fitness, getting into keto carnivore, best types of diets. In my opinion, maybe that's not for you. That's fine. Figure out what works best for your body or whatever. Stop partying and drinking all the time and stop smoking cigarettes. Now, contrary to that self-righteous chick on Twitter the other day, it doesn't make you better or saintly because you don't smoke a cigar or you don't drink alcohol. Paul says it has nothing to do with godliness whether you drink or not. However, Smoking and drinking are not good for your health. So if you can exercise self-control and self-discipline, obviously there's nothing wrong with drinking. Of course not. 
I chose not to drink many years ago, and I'm very happy that I chose not to. Because as I've said in, in many interviews and videos, it freed me up to increase my output a thousandfold. Not a thousandfold, but you know, probably a hundredfold. Because I remember when I would drink consistently, you know, two or three times a week, I would make maybe write one article, maybe do one podcast. Because I'm drinking and I'm tired after I drink. And then I recover. And as you get older, it's not drinking gets less and less fun because you don't handle the next day very well. And so I finally decided this is ridiculous. Number one, it's a waste of money. Number two, it's not fun anymore because when you're 21 and all your friends are single and you go to the bar, it's fun. When you're 31 and nobody goes to the bar anymore because everybody's married and had, have, has kids, drinking is not fun anymore. It's, it's not fun, right? So what is it? Okay, so it's okay. On the weekends, you're out with your friends. Sure, have a drink, whatever. But our society, like people, especially these young women, like they just drink all the time and then they get fat. So to live an optimal type of life for content, output, health, et cetera, et cetera, it's just better not to drink or smoke. But it, this is not a stupid legalistic immature thing, right? If you have cigar night with your buddies, who cares? That's fine. No big deal. So in other words, you need wisdom to make the decisions for your life as to when it is and isn't appropriate. And don't be a whiny bitch on Twitter whining about how you can't find a man because they, they drink alcohol. You're never going to find a person that ha that matches up to these crazy, unrealistic standards. That's weird. Bad. There's nothing wrong with alcohol. Scripture says God gave wine. The contrary to the health self-improvement attitude, which is good, which is masculine, is this attitude of... I'm going to eat what gives me an immediate tasteful pleasure, processed foods because they're quick and easy, fast food because it's quick and easy. Do you understand fast food and all of that was designed to destroy the family meal? It's a weapon. It's a weaponized attack on culture and society. Again, convenience, fast food, it's convenient. All of the garbage that we've offered tonight is about, that we talked about that's contrary to the masculine traits what is, the, what is the source of all the garbage tonight? Ease, comfort, simplicity, and convenience. Almost all of it. Being run by my emotions and doing what feels good. That's ease and convenience. Being a coward because it's easy and convenient. Going along with the feminist uh, garbage society. Oh, that's easy and convenient. You'll get ahead. Giving into sports, Marvel, fantasy, garbage, easy and convenient. Playing video games versus doing exercise, gym, whatever, easy and convenient. And again, something wrong with playing a game. That's not the point. So that these things become every these they become everyone's lives, especially sports ball. The biggest idol is sports ball and video games. For dudes. This this stuff is just the worst, dude. 
And sports ball is nothing now but total Skittles propaganda. I'm over here laughing at all the sports bros. Because I told you years ago I was making fun of all this stuff. Telling you it was propaganda. Oh, you're a fucking nerd, dude. <laughs> I don't like sports ball. He's a nerd. Go read your books, nerd. And then now you're all a bunch of rainbow. Oh, I'm on Team Rainbow. Let's touch the football. Let's touch the men in the tights. Let's touch the pigskin. Oh, Team Rainbow. Football. NFL. The NBA. Look at you now. <laughs> Told you. If you're going to be into a sport, at least make it UFC or something like that, right? Which actual fights. Okay, that's good. That's masculine. I'll go, I'm down with that. But Team Rainbow. So, quite simply, completely change your diet. If you eat anything that you can't pronounce or you don't know what the list of ingredients is, don't eat that anymore. If you need a chemistry degree to know what you're eating, then don't eat it because that ain't food, dummy. And yes, I know that organic foods could be listed as their chemical components. I, I know that. I'm just making a joke, dummy. Right? I mean, if you look at if any, if it comes in a box with a cartoon character on it, like Tristan says, that's not food. That's poison. Processed food, toxic foods, microwave foods, sugary foods, Cokes, tap water, GMO bread, seed oils, all out of your life. 100%. Don't do any of it. Done. Stop drinking Cokes. Stop drinking Gatorade. Stop eating garbage, which is not food. Stop eating mad science projects. That's what you're doing. All of it gone. Because I, I think a lot of people overlook the a lot of the mental illness and the manifestations that we're seeing. It's like a mix of things, right? And a big part of this is plastics, tap water, and the fake food. I really do think so. I really think a lot of people are overlooking this. Because that stuff really, like that, that will mess, that will just will drive you crazy on its own, right? Number nine, number eight. If you're not going to be a monastic, okay, and this is important too, in my view, because a lot of people pretend that they're monastics. They LARP as they're as if they're monastics to play this super pious spiritual thing in their head, and they project it online as if they're this super pious pseudo monastic. When they're married, or when they're gonna be married or single, and they're dudes, but they're pretending as if they're living a monastic lifestyle, and choose not to learn the ways of this world in order to get along in this world. And by that, I don't mean being evil. What I mean is understanding like a mature adult and like a mature man, 
principles of history, principles of warfare, principles of geopolitics, principles of philosophy, principles of economics. Learning those things as a man, to be a mature man. Because there's this idea uh, in the masculinity manosphere, which is that you don't really need that stuff. That's for nerds. You just need the gym and chicks and meat, I guess. I don't know what, right? No, that's not being a fully formed man. And by the way, I'm not saying I'm the fully formed man. We're all sort of on a project, a process of getting better. That's what I'm saying. So are you either on the process of trying to get better and improve or are you going in the opposite direction towards all of the garbage stuff on the other side of my list, all the inverted stuff? So if you're not going to be a monastic and you're going to get along in this world, maybe it would behoove you to understand how this world works. Maybe it would behoove you to understand history, art of war, Maybe you should read a spy biography sometime. Have you ever read a spy biography? Have you ever talked to somebody who fought in a war? Have you ever interviewed? It doesn't even have to be for public media. Go find an old vet and talk to them about their warfare warfare experience. I'm serious. I used to hear boomers when I was a kid. I would hear boomers say this. I'd be like, I give a shit what some old coot says about some damn war. No, no, there is wisdom in this because you should understand what other men have gone through in life. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For one, to just appreciate and to have some respect for your forebears. And to realize, hey, maybe I have had it really easy. Maybe I've had some super easy life with all these conveniences that, in part, these people fought for. I know the wars are engineered. I know all that. But on an individual level, men still do exemplify courage and bravery in these things. And you can learn from that. That's what I'm trying to say. Have you ever talked to somebody in these situations? Gotten their insight? And what that does is that helps us put things into perspective to realize that because I've got 2,000 followers on Twitter and I'm a 20-year-old dork, I'm not the center of the world. I don't really know what's going on in the world. I haven't really experienced hardships. 
Maybe you should go talk to somebody like that. Get another perspective. Talk to and learn from people that are worldly wise. Not just your circle of video game dorks. Traveling is another part of this too. Now, not everybody can do this, I understand, but I, I hear more and more of these stories of people who are, you know, 21, 22. They've never left their hometown. And part of that is because people are raised on the internet now, right? I know that. But I'm like, you never left your hometown? Dude, when I turned 16, the first thing I did was drive out of my hometown. Like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? No sense of adventure? No sense of, like, seeing what's in the town, like, five minutes that way? <laughs> like, what in the world, dude? People are just nuts. They've just gone crazy. I don't know what else to say. Like, people just lost their mind. A big part of this is the internet. The internet itself, I think, is a big contributor to the complete destruction of society. I mean, it doesn't have to be this way. I know the internet is a technology and we can use it for good. I know all that. But it just more and more looks like, you know, because I was that last generation that grew up before the internet was everywhere. I have a unique perspective as a person who, when I finished high school and started college, we still didn't have the internet everywhere. It what people you didn't you didn't walk around with a damn phone everywhere. And if you wanted to meet a girl, you had to go get her number. You didn't message her on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, right? So all I can say is that there's a lot of good things with the internet and I have an internet business. I know all that, but for the sake of healthy, organic living, I mean, I would sacrifice all of this to go back to just even what we had in the eighties and nineties. Because it was prior to, I mean, I, I really do. Th I think the internet is really going to perhaps even destroy the world. Right. <laughs> Maybe that makes me a little too Kaczynski. I don't know, right? But maybe Ted was right. I'm not, I don't agree. I think he was kind of crazy, obviously, like MK Ultra stuff. But I mean, I mean, I, I, I was an adult before the internet was everywhere. So I, I know what it was like. I know what it was. I remember 1997, 98, 99 vividly, right? Because I was 18, 19, 20. And now with internet and everything everywhere, we're like edge of total dystopia, dude. All those 80s movies that I grew up watching. All those dystopias are here. And it's crazier than I could have even dreamed of. Like, what? I mean, if you were to go to 2015... Nobody in 2015 would believe 2023. They would be like, what? You're crazy. Conspiracy. Nuh-uh. Didn't exist. Nuh-uh. Number nine, honor, honesty, and self-awareness versus scumbaggery, dishonor, and delusion. And this also relates in part to the internet. The internet isn't the cause of scumbaggery, obviously, and dishonor and delusion. But because of the internet, people have the life on the internet that's projected to everyone 
which is divorced from who they are in reality. And it allows them to project and to act and to be a way that they would never be in person. Right? Again, I understand that that's not the internet itself, but it facilitates that divorce is what I'm trying to say. And so if you want to be a man and you want to get ahead, one thing that sets a true honorable man apart is that they don't engage in shortcut scumbaggery, dishonor, and weaselness. But I see so many young people, young dudes who are beta male, passive aggressive, scumbag weasel dudes who've never done anything or accomplished anything thinking that by going crazy on the internet, trolling, tearing people down, obsessing over people, being a a scumbag, which is completely divorced from what they could ever get away with in real life, thinking that that's going to get them ahead or accomplish something. And it won't. It's only harming you. It's only wasting your time. It's only making you a nastier individual. And that's contrary to having integrity, having some honor, having some honesty, and having a self-awareness of who you are. Again, if you're 18, 19, 20, you have not really done anything yet. There's some exceptions to that. But you want accolades. You want what is correct for a man to want. A man wants to have a degree of respect for what he's done and what he's built. But our whole society is erected around now convenience and shortcut without putting in the work to actually get to that. So you want to project that you're a theologian online, but you're not actually studying philosophy and theology for 20 years. You're quote mining and projecting this, thinking that that will give you a shortcut to the honor and the accolade and the affirmation that you seek which you didn't get from a father that's what that man that's what that really is a manifestation of seeking what a father should have given you online through projecting a false image you can't get any of that it as a shortcut that's what i'm trying to tell you So we've achieved a medium level of success and a medium level of audience reach through what we do through shortcuts. No, through 13 years of doing this all the time of reading hundreds and hundreds of books, hundreds and hundreds of hours of lectures, hundreds and hundreds of hours of this. Right? What's that uh, Malcolm Gladwell adage? 10,000 hours? Yeah, exactly. If you're not willing to put in the 10,000 hours into something to be a success, to be an expert in that, you're never going to have a cut, a, 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 a shortcut that will get you that. And projecting as if you have that only will be to your own undermining.
Number 10, true humility. People talk about the male ego, the male ego. Well, part of that is just the natural masculine drive to create, to compete, to win, to achieve, all of which are good desires, Nat natural manly desires. But that can be, you know, going, going to the extreme when you get some egomaniac psycho guy, right? That's the excess crazy part of that. But there's also, according to, there's true humility. True humility, as I said, and I think in a guy comes with age. Uh, it is possible for a young man to be humble, but not very likely. The younger you are, especially like I said, ages 18 to 27, if you're a guy, it's almost impossible for you to be humble because you're so arrogant. You're so sure of the fact that you know everything. And that's all, all dudes at that age and probably women too. But true humility is not putting on a face of talking very quietly and talking very softly and pretending and looking up to the sky and talking about how often you pray and let me put uh, an icon up as my profile picture and allow me to only share memes that are saint quotes and oh, I am I'm but a lowly sinner. Uh, everyone look at how sinful I am. That is all pretense and it's all disgusting. And anybody who's lived a day beyond age 25 or 30 should be able to see that that's what's called putting on a pretense. Performance, performative. That's not real humility. Real humility is recognizing Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I could learn more from people that do know more than me about this. Doesn't mean you never stand your ground. Doesn't mean you're never certain. Doesn't mean you never argue a point. Doesn't mean you never fight or exercise self-defense. That's cowardice. That's excess false humility. And it was St. Paisios that had that great quote, which he was saying that in times of extreme evil, to Cloak, not opposing it in piety is demonic. Absolutely. Calling out all the piety signalers that we talk about all the time. False humility. False humility is a pharisaic, demonic, weasel attitude. True humility is having that balance to know, okay, there's people out there that know more than me. I will never read all the books on this. I will never, never know anything about everything about this topic. And that's true for all of us. It doesn't mean I can't argue and stand my ground, but it means that, Hey, if I talk to Tim Gordon, even though I disagree with Tim Gordon, Tim Gordon knows Aristotle and Aquinas way better than I do. And I'm sure we could find plenty of other Roman Catholics that, no specific areas of Aquinas or whatever way better than they sure. And if you saw that interaction, you can see that that's, in my view, the proper attitude and, and, and interaction and exchange as it should go down. But when people who don't know what they're talking about, right, display this insane level of arrogance as if they do, 
It's not wrong. It's not me being mean to counteract that or to point it out. Men get passionate and they get heated about issues. That's natural masculine energy. So true humility, I think, is just simply recognizing that I can have a degree of standing my ground and certitude at the same time as being willing to have uh, my opinion changed based on new information, based on listening to people that know more than me. Dr. Bo Branson knows a lot more than me. Dr. David Bradshaw knows way more than me. Those are men that I respect that I'm going to listen to I'm not going to debate those men. I'm not going to try to argue and shut them down. It'll be foolish because they know way more than I do. So the proper attitude in that kind of an exchange would be, I'm going to ask questions to learn. I'm not going to confront. That would be a completely false. That, that would be excessive pride and male ego in the bad sense, right? And this is important because there's a lot, there's just so many young dudes online that have no idea about any of this stuff. They don't have any life experience, never done anything. And they just run wild, giving advice, telling people what to do, telling married people what to do in the bedroom, talking about canon law. I mean, it's just shut up, man. Get off the internet. You're not in a position to give that advice. You don't know anything. People have never written college papers. Trying to tell everybody about the mysteries of the Trinity. I was just like ridiculous. And only the internet could afford this kind of false piety and false expertise and sued atmosphere. You know what I mean? The sued, right? Pseudo intellectualism. The, the, The internet is great for fostering. This image, this this ability to project pseudo-intellectualism through quote minds and all this stuff. Again, from people who've never written a college paper. And I don't really, the point is not, do you go to college, right? Because ultimately college is kind of a joke now. But it is true that if you do undergrad and grad school, you're going to write hundreds of pages of papers and writing papers in an academic setting does train you to think in an academic proper way. If you've never written a college paper, then you're not competent to publicly talk about academic scholarly things. And so true humility recognizes through self-awareness one's limitations and doesn't try to put on a front for what it doesn't actually possess. Now, recognizing limitations is what's necessary to grow in those fields. This is a nest. This is part of it. If you do want to progress in a specific domain, let's say, Oh, I want to learn Aristotelianism, the ins and outs of it. Well, the first step is to realize that you don't understand Aristotelianism. It's not to put up a bunch of quote minds and give the impression that you're an expert in Aristotelianism, playing some kind of game. 
That doesn't work. It might work to fool a bunch of dummies on, on Twitter for a little while, but it doesn't ultimately work because it's a form of deception. It's a kind of, you're being a fraud because you don't actually have the knowledge of that field. And if you encounter individuals who do have that knowledge, you're going to be at a crossroads of, you can be envious of those people and seek to undermine them and undercut what they do out of envy and pride because you're jealous, which is a petty scumbaggery weasel thing to do. Or you can choose the route of integrity and intellectual honesty and realize, hey, I need to learn more about that. I don't actually know about this. There's people that know way more than me and I can learn from them. And you will never progress in any of this stuff until you are open to being taught to learn. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go to the Super Chats. Those are my 10 principles for masculinity versus their weaponized weak inverse. And then at the first half, we saw uh, what Klaus and company want, what they think you should shoot for. Then we saw what I think a true man does, what he shoots for. And then we saw the weak feminist slash convenience slash scumbaggery slash, uh, you know, all that Jethro, $15. The past few months have been an incredible witness. The past few months have been incredible to witness. Congratulations on all your success and breaking through to a new level. Thank you, Jethro. Um, maybe we did. I think, you know, we had some really big shows, uh, obviously in the last few months that did open some new doors. Um, so we had a really great chat, obviously with Tim cast, Dr. Steve Turley, Elijah Schaefer, a really big emergency Saturday broadcast last Saturday with Lord Voldemort, uh, and then a whole other big production that I can't mention, which we filmed in Texas, uh, which will be hopefully out in April. Uh, so that will perhaps, you know, d- take things to another level. Day Gyre, $5. Can you do an updated video on the capture of the medical establishment? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'll tie that into the day tapes. Uh, so I am going to do a discussion of the day tapes next 
Um, Soviet wave enjoyer, three dollars. What do you think of Joel Skousen's theory that the Soviet Union was a phony? Yeah, I think that's a, a CIA line, and I don't believe that at all. Uh, Herding wish ten dollars. I watched a documentary on Theranos Company and the deceptive female Stanford dropout woman. Yeah, I remember that. There's a, a I watched documentaries on that as well. And then there's a Netflix or Hulu series with Amanda Seyfried playing her. Uh, they had usual suspicious donors like Henry Kissinger. I didn't know Kissinger donated, but uh, yeah, it was a giant Ponzi scheme scam. What angle do you think? Yeah, it's just a giant scam. Uh, same, it's like FTX. Num nums ten dollars. You're a KGB wizard, but truth is truth. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> Thank you. Thinky Thunk five dollars. Fantastic stream. I can relate to being a weird blend of interests. You think I'm a weird blend of interest? Perhaps so. And I'm glad that you relate to me on that. I've always been the creative type of person. Yeah, I think me too. I love story, art, symbolism. Yeah, me too. But I also like everything to do with guns and combat training. Uh, you know, I've never had combat training. Uh, I would like to eventually have that. <clears throat> a lot of friends that I have have that and are into that. Um, I think, like myself, what happened was from age uh, 18 all the way up until 40, you know, all I did or thought about or cared about was the books that you see around me. I don't mean that literally like I did. Oh, I don't, I don't care about God. I only care about books. That's not what I mean. I just mean that my time and, and, and interest in terms of what I wanted to do chiefly pertain to books. So I wanted to write books. I wanted to talk about books. I wanted to, you know, teach from books, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so there were certain areas of my life where I, I did kind of, I got imbalanced, right? So for example, in my twenties, I just read all the time and, you know, drank all the time and went to, went out all the time. And, you know, that had a negative effect on my health, on my gut, I think, in my 20s, <clears throat> especially the alcohol in your gut. So I kind of, I got imbalanced, right, uh, in my 20s. And then in my 30s, I started realizing, yeah, this is off, right? Like, I, you know, books are good, but, like, what's the point of, like, reading every book if my health goes to shit, right? Doesn't make any sense. So I had to kind of, you know, balance this out. So thankfully now I've been put in this uh, blessed position to be able to make a living from the books that I enjoy, mo mostly. So a lot of these books I don't enjoy, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's what you guys pay me for, right? I read these horribly boring, uh, terrible tomes that are not enjoyable uh, and then distill them for you beautiful people. I mean, some of the books are enjoyable. Uh, but some of them are not. So, thank you, Thonk. No, that was already. I read thank you, Thonk. Thank you for that. Mike, $1 says nothing. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Rybranium, $5. This is an awesome stream. Thank you. Yeah, I was kind of uh, uh, on the cuff. I, didn't, I wasn't really planning to do a stream. And I was like, you know what? I want to talk about masculinity. Because we don't, we don't talk about that a whole lot over here. You know, we talk about a lot of things. But it just hit me more and more this last week. Man, they really are going after, you know, especially after talking to Rachel and after thinking about 
just all the weakness in, in Orthodox Christianity uh, in America, the weakness in the, in the, of the men and the churches and the priests and the bishops, many of them, not all of them, just the, the weakness and the worshiping of weakness. And I'm thinking, okay, so there's, there's like, uh, there's a lack of masculinity everywhere and everything is feminized, including the churches are feminized. So I was like, I want to talk about that. And I, I'm also part of this, right? Like I am not at the archetypal male ideal that I would like to be at. I want to improve my physical physique. I want to improve elements of my health. I want to improve uh, the library. There's, there's still stacks of books that are not on the shelves. I want more order, more shelves to improve this library. I want to improve my relationships with people. I want to improve prayer life. I want to improve my reading habits. But Jay, you read all the time. Yeah, but I still want to improve that. Ribranium, $5. This is awesome. Pop culture would have us believe that an ideal man constantly consumes sports ball, alcohol, and video games, toys, prawn. Yeah. And all of those things for dudes in the modern world, all of those things are things that we have to break away from. For example, alcohol, it took me, it took me a long time to get totally free from alcohol. And the point is not that it's bad to... To drink alcohol, right? It's not wrong to watch sports ball, but sports ball is a huge idol to American men. And it's just total propaganda. I can't fathom why anybody wants to watch this anymore. I couldn't fathom anybody watching sports 15 years ago. I don't understand it. I Playing a sport is fun. I love to play basketball. It's fun. I'll bust some threes on you all day long, but... Watching sports all the time. Can, uh, I subscribe to ESPN 2, 3, 5, and 10. I got to subscribe to CBS Sports, ABC Sports. Dude, this stuff is all garbage. And it's programming you. And it's fake and gray. It's all by the sport. The sports are rigged, by the way. Do you know it's all rigged? You don't think organized crime doesn't oh they don't do that anymore they did that in the 1919 world series they don't do it anymore though <laughs> are you serious all of these things keep young men from maturing yeah that's the point here and we're all tainted by these things as dudes funko pops prawn everywhere Video games, sports ball, drinking all the time. Keeps us in that uh, arrested development state. Pro my pronouns are who and whom, $50. Thank you for that uh, and no comment. Well, that's cool. Appreciate that. Rabbi L, $5. Jay, thank you. I just finished Esoteric Hollywood. This is great. Would you stream on Cozy? 
uh, I'm pretty much exclusive to Rockfin. So appreciate the offer, but uh, I did talk to the Rockfin dudes and we have a really tight relationship. So I'm not going to, I might put my stuff here and there on another thing like Rumble, maybe. But in terms of live streaming exclusively, uh, you know, Rockfin pays me pretty good. Think you thought $1. I'm new to Orthodox. What is the church's stance on self-defense? Well, um, I mean, if you go to Russian Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox Church says that you should defend your people and your homeland. I'm against revolution. However, other times where we might have to fight. Yeah, we might have to, if there's, if it comes to self-defense, yeah. Uh, S L I D B C nine one eight O C O four one nine three six A F ten dollars. J would you review Cynthiaism by Alexander Bard? He wrote about the new religion at burning man and the coming creation of an AI God. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Cynthiaism. Let me write that down. Cynthiaism. Okay. Alexander Bard. RL. 100% on point. Rabbi L. Thank you. Bone Man. $50. Is it okay to divorce a woman who was once Christian but became unequally yoked and emphasizes being a victim and then chooses to come after the male from the lens of her daddy issues? Yikes, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm not uh, good at spiritual advice. So that is precisely the kind of question that you would take to your spiritual father because it's going to involve canon law. And I don't know about, I'm not a person into canon law. I, again, as I would say, I, was, I find canon law very boring. That's something that bishops and prelates apply to situations. And... I don't know, man. I don't honestly in your case. And I, I would hate to tell you something and it, you know, it'd be wrong. So I appreciate the support, but best advice I could give is, you know, take that to a competent spiritual father, American squid King, $2. Jay, this is great. You remind me of a real life based Leon Scott Kennedy. Leon. Is that Leon from resident evil? <laughs> like who is Leon Scott Kennedy? I don't know. Could you give me tips on time management? Uh, honestly, uh, I'm terrible at time management. Time management is a thing that I should improve on. Because you say that I'm aspiring business entrepreneur. Time management is a thing to improve on. And I am not good at that. So I'll tell you right now. I suck at that. What's your daily schedule like? I wake up, read, do work. Try to exercise and then uh, read at night. That's my daily schedule. What would you have done differently? So if I was talking to 20 year old me, uh, a lot of the stuff that I said today would be a very applicable to 20 year old me. I would tell 20 year old me, um, not cut down on, uh, obsessing and spurging out over books to, I would say, cut that out about cut down about 30 or 40% of that. And the time the 30 or 40% of time in your twenties that you put into books, put into other activities like building a business, like learning other things, um, studying other fields, even
learn more about economics, Bitcoin. I mean, if you tell yourself 10 years ago, 12 years ago, to get Bitcoin, you'd be a zillionaire. So that's an obvious one, right? Uh, what would I have done different? Those are the main things that would have done differently. Um, Kazi, $10. Great stuff. I'm Antiochian. You're correct. There seems to be more traditional corrections occurring. God be with you. Yes, I think so too. Mel Yu, $100. Wow, thank you, Mel Yu. The winner once again. Super chat winner of the night, Mel Yu, $100. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you, Mel Yu, for supporting the show. Pay Piggy, $5. Give me one more super chance. Wage cuck ain't no way to be alive. Ooh. Amptown, $1. Orthobro, $5. God bless. Would you say that telling the truth is loving your neighbor, even if it might offend them? Yeah, that's where it takes wisdom, right? So it depends on what the situation is, right? Like, what's the what's the classic boomer joke here, right? Or what? My wife asked me if she's fat. Do I tell her the truth or do I lie to her? Uh, I mean, it's a case-by-case basis, right? So if it's a serious matter... Yeah, you have to risk offending them. Let's say you have a friend that's addicted to heroin, right? Is your intervention going to offend them? Maybe, but wouldn't you rather offend them and save their life? See? So it depends on what it is. But if you're, I don't know, nitpicking people and being, you know, I don't know, like, you shouldn't go to uh, poker night because they smoke cigars and you, you gamble for $20. And I, I'm worried about your soul. No, that's just nitpicking. So don't nitpick and be a little bitch. Larry Fine, $5. Jay, thank you. I bought your books. They're awesome. Prawn is under-discussed as a topic that relates to toxic society. Yeah, and it's like getting grosser and grosser too, right? Like it's really gross stuff. It's just flooding everywhere. And that's part of warfare. It's part of PSYOPs. Bays pay piggy $10. Great stream. Father Lil Lily talks about manliness. You should have a future collab. Maybe, you know, it's always hard to know uh, what prelates and priests are willing to associate with me. Uh, so sometimes it's easier to not put people in weird situations where they're associated with me because it might make things difficult for them. But for the people that are willing to associate with me, we appreciate that. And uh, I, did, I didn't know that he does talks on manliness. So, yeah, you can always get good talks uh, from priests that are bays and red pill. So don't go to the other ones that are not because they're not going to be able to talk about manliness. Uh, let's see. All right. Thank you, guys. A uh, little bit of a different type of stream tonight. But ho- hopefully you enjoyed it. And... Uh, we're always on the the we're on the road to improving you see all of us including me right so it's not a the point of this is not oh you think you're the paragon no no uh let's take a, a let's who's a dude that i think's a really a great example of a guy tristan tristan absolutely i'm not we we, we make jokes all the time but those are jokes but i mean tristan is uh an excellent example of a man And I'm saying that as a a guy, I respect him because he chose to move his family to a place that would be safe to build his own house and expand 
all very masculine activities, to have living creatures that you live from. I mean, like cutting off their wool and shit, right? Making clothes. And whatever other stuff, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good guy right there. Tristan is a good guy and he knows all about health and diet and all that stuff. So there you go. There's a great example of a man right there. Uh, anyway, everybody have a good night and I will talk to you soon.